All right, you guys ready? Let's do this. You're listening to the best of the best of the best. This is like proof of the supernatural. This is not the first goal scored by a hand this month. What? You made your own luck. You win by winning. When he plays, he scores. You're a pouty baby that doesn't deserve to be a baby. He's just a beardo. Si, senor. I would like the Pollo Ranchero, por favor. I'm just going to pour myself another bourbon and just let this thing roll. <laughs> All right. Welcome to the latest edition of the FPL America podcast. This is David Smith. Scott Weavey. Brian Chesco. We are sitting here on Tuesday night. Yes, that Tuesday night, February 14th, recording as we await. First time ever for this pod. Yes, it is Valentine's Day. It is a Valentine's Day pod that we are recording. We are three, I think, happily married men. We'll see if that's still true at the end of the pod. But uh, we are here with one match still to play in the current game week. And, uh, it's a big one. Honestly, I can't wait for it. Game week 23. It'll be boring nil-nil. Arsenal and City. Honestly, that would be okay. That would be okay. We've got a lot to talk about, though, from the 10 matches that took place over the weekend. But I don't want to talk about the matches first. I want to make sure, guys, I don't want to leave the Valentine's Day theme. just wanted to start this pod by saying I love you guys. Oh, oh wow. Thanks, man. That's Thanks. good. Happy Palentine's Day to you, too. <laughs> <laughs> There's a card. Happy a card. Happy Valentine's. Can you imagine getting that from a lady? Well, Can you well, imagine getting that from a lady? Oh wow, wow. That's that'd be hard to take. You, like you'd rather you might rather get kicked in the yeah down, in the down belows for sure. <laughs> I would rather get you? kicked in the down belows than get a card from a, a girl that you're crushing oh, on and that pa- says, it says Happy Valentine's. Thanks Day. for oh, being yeah. my my pal on Valentine's Day. Yeah. Well, I I love you guys that way. Nice. That's great. Thank you, Scott. I was hoping to make this uh, pod start as awkward as yes. possible. Brian squirmed a little bit, Dave, just for the record. At least you didn't touch me. <laughs> <laughs> well, the pod's not over yet. Oh, yeah, there you go. I love that. All right. Let's talk about the shenanigans. Truly, when Lee Mason is involved, it is shenanigans. Let's talk about the shenanigans from Game Week 23. Shall we get on with it, Brian? Yeah, Game Week 23, and we got we got some other stuff. We got some stuff to talk about from beyond this. So okay. Let's get to it. All right, well, now, Brian, your energy has me wanting to ask, where would you like to begin? Well, my first question, I think we should start with, how's your week going so far? Um, Fine, fine. how are you? Good. I'm under average at the moment, like not great. I'm just over average. I tell you what, everything changes if Rico Lewis does not play. If Rico Lewis does not come in and play at tomorrow evening against Arsenal, I'll get Shaw's 12 off the bench. I got Shaw's 12 and Sully March's 10, one and two on my bench. It's so funny because I had two two segments in this uh, called Dave's Vindication. <laughs> oh, okay. And so there's two of them. And, and I that, said it last that, week in the pod, watch Sully March have a week. That was one of them. Um, I did, you know, there's, there's times when I'm watching matches or at least highlights of matches and I see something happen and I just think, oh, can't wait to record about this. <laughs> Solly March's goal was definitely one of those moments. Yeah. 
uh, in a segment that we like to call uh, the minus four I almost took. Yes, I, I do uh, want you to mention this for sure. The minus four I almost took this week. <laughs> uh, I was trying to get ahead of the game. Okay. Like get ahead of the transfers that I knew I wanted to make anyway, kind of in the next right. couple weeks. Actually do some form kinda of like, planning. Kind of like me with ESOC. Yes, okay. exactly. All right. So you know how early the deadline is here. 6 a.m. Yeah. Eastern Standard Time. For a 7.30 for, for, for the 7.30 game, kickoff. which would normally be 12.30 game in the motherland. So I I got up at like 5.30 wow. so or you're, something like you that. You really it were It might like, have been even a little bit before that. Wow. I was thinking in whatever groggy state I was in, I wanted to take out Shaw for James Tarkowski, thinking oh, I want I'm gonna I'm gonna need that money. Leeds is probably gonna score so that I could get money to do Bruno Fernandez to Kevin De Bruyne. Okay. If you'd like to know what that is in FPL points, I do. It means that I was about to take out Shaw's 12. Yeah, yeah. So that I could bench James Tarkowski and then play Sven Botman, who got a one. Wow. Then take Bruno's three out so that I could get KDB's so far, too. So So if you're keeping score at home, that is two plus one minus 12 plus three. Minus, minus four, four. <laughs> for a grand total of minus sixteen. Oh my! It would have goodness. been a net minus sixteen. The with, moves with you just don't make. Hoping that De Bruyne would do something in this next game. Wow! Thank you, falling asleep after waking up to not miss the deadline and missing the deadline anyway. I fell asleep at some point again and woke up like at seven twenty. Unbelievable! To go downstairs and watch the game at seven thirty. Wow! It was. This close to the minus four I almost took. Love it. Yeah. I feel like we need to wrap that segment up with a line that we haven't used in a while, but it is one of our favorites. Premier League football, Daddy's Saturday morning cartoons. Yeah. Mm. yeah very much. 100%. I tell you what, what, sometimes, Scott, what I would give to watch uh, back-to-back episodes of the Gummy Bears and then the Snorks, you, you remember – the, either one of those cartoons. I thought we established with the Atlanta Flames last week that you're older than me. Yeah, I know. So, bo- I know both I don't, of. I, I don't know either. Gummy bears of and I, I know both of those shows. Yes, yeah. we're like seven thirty, eight o'clock Eastern for a time stretch here, and I think they were ABC. Maybe then that was back when that was when they did. You had a, you had a, a TV set yes. on the floor. We'll be you right a, back. Had, yeah. You Sorry, had, go ahead. Yeah, you had a TV set on the floor, and there was a couple prime positions, depending on how your your living room set up. Um, and I remember uh, racing out there to try to make sure that I got the prime position uh, so I could sit, and then we could never find the remote. So I, I could, had to sit close enough so I could touch the TV with my foot to change the channels with my foot. Wow. Yeah. Wait, was it a... a- dial it you had to turn did you turn no it, with it had toes? buttons it had like oh. one through zero buttons oh you pressed lot. it had channel. like a like a, a a four by four grid of buttons yep some being numbers and so that a couple of them ABC. Were vol- volume up and down power abc for me as a kid was 32 random well, ours number. was uh nine oh nine okay. or ten it would d- depend on on how the the, the cable set up 
Uh, we're WTAE. That's uh, Pittsburgh's Channel 4. Channel 4. Yeah. Okay. That's right. All right. I'm glad we established this all of that. This is fantastic. Well, I just wanted to ask how your week's going so far. <laughs> the reason why I wanted to say how your week was going so far is because I just feel like when we when we get into the matches, I feel like that so many of the storyline people here are people who you're going to have, a, I think, a pretty serious decision to make. Uh, whether it's what to, whether to keep or sell, because Game Week 24 is normal. Game Week 25 obviously is not. We've talked about this a lot. Four teams double, four teams blank. So you, I, so I just think there's going to be a lot of decision making to do. Now let's actually go into what was. Uh, you're what on a 56, which I'm is on, pretty good. I'm on a 56. Yes. Even well, that's because your your minus 17 didn't happen. Right. Right. Scott, you are on a 48. Not bad. Not bad. I'm on a 40. Again, it could look way different for me. Yeah. If Rico Lewis doesn't play now, I still have. You know, in this match week, although a lot of people probably still have this, I have Odegaard and Kedia, De Bruyne, Holland, and then Rico Lewis, who I'm hoping doesn't play. So. Right. Yeah. I've Ben White on my bench, first spot. He'll come into the Rico Lewis spot. I wish it was the guy after him, Miguel Almiron. Oh, nice. I kept yeah. him for one more week because I was like, surely he'll do did something. Did you really? And he did, but it's on the second spot on my bench. Yeah, that's he's in my he's in your my Solly March spot. Who would you rather do? You want to start at the top of the table? I Dave? think we need to. We are talking about Arsenal as we sit here, still needing to play City, but they've already played Brentford, and uh, just an uneventful one-one draw, right, Dave? Arsenal jobbed. <laughs> so look, I, I I try to be the the talking head that says football happens to everybody, and so sometimes you're on the 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 proper end of of some some mishaps and then sometimes you're on the other end the bad end of mishaps and arsenal was on the bad end of mishaps i mean literally two guys are offsides and it goes to var and they still like lee mason forgets to draw lines it's honestly one of the most absurd things sky i've ever heard of can you just repeat that line for emphasis what did lee mason do somehow not kidding this is this is the fa's is it the fa it's a pgmol who out whoever the the, the referee ruling said, we apologize. Lee Mason forgot to draw the lines. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. The article that you sent in our Slack workspace, it mentioned that there was a PGMOL rep who was there observing everything. I kind of want to be mad at him, too. Like, I don't care what the protocol is. Well, if you see that a mistake like this is happening, say, say something. something. Yeah. This is like... Me too in the workplace. <laughs> See something, say something. Like I, not quite, but okay. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day to all of you. My point being but is, like, if you should have something yes, wrong. Yes, I don't care if it's against the and, rules. And I don't know how this can't be complicated. There doesn't need to be a VAR referee assigned to every match. You can have ten of them sitting in one room. Wherever the headquarters is, because we Stockley do, Park, we yep. do have technology, yeah, and we can have five guys per match, all five staring at the same screen, and if then if you at least have five guys screw it up, you could have an intern to know the rules, what he's got to do before that. Like this is not hard, especially when you're looking at offsides. What's the main thing you have to do on offsides? You draw the lines. Yeah, you have and one job. And that did not happen. 
and it could have been one of two players. And yeah, Norgard, the most glaring, who he yeah. ended up touching it again right after that. Uh, and, and look, oftentimes maybe this doesn't matter in a Premier League season, but this is two points that Arsenal uh, did not get in in a in a title race. As reported by Football.London and, and elsewhere, uh, when Arteta was asked whether he was satisfied with the PGMOL apology, <laughs> the Spaniard responded, I will only be satisfied if they give me the two points back. Which yeah, is, that's which exactly is, right. Which is not going to be that's, the case. But this but, is four points Lee Mason has cost Arsenal. They're three points ahead of City right now, the game cra- in hand. Isn't that crazy? And Lee Mason has cost them four. I made a note earlier this year about a uh, a point that City was able to steal from Aston Villa. I'm telling you guys, if this thing ends up a one or two point title victory for City, I will lose my mind on the final day. Yeah, it, um, Scott, it's it's pretty bad. I mean, it's as bad as you've said. It's bad. Can I can I make the point <laughs> I made on the Slack workspace yeah. about this? In America, well, all over the world, really, but hosted in the United States this past weekend was also a little thing called the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's a big deal here in the U.S. And it was a master class in refereeing. Now, I know it left people feeling a little sour at the way it ended, but whether you're looking at the two plays that went to extensive referee review during the game or the holding penalty that was called towards the end of the game. If this you is saw not an it, American football podcast. It's not, but I'm making a point here. I know. I just have to say that. In all three cases, we had expert analysis given to us in the moment on TV about what was being looked at by the referees and why the calls were being made the way that they were. And in the end, even the holding penalty that there was a little bit of disagreement about even among the announcers as as far as whether or not it was right, the player himself who was called for the penalty after after the game said it was right. It was the right call. It was a masterclass in refereeing. Now, you know, the discussion is continued everywhere, including on our Slack workspace, about whether or not the penalties are too harsh. Like, obviously, there's there's a case to be made there. But just in terms of having structure to your rules or laws and then having those be able to be enacted by the referees during the match, I know the Super Bowl gets the best out there. From you know, It's, it's the season's best who get the Super True. Bowl. That's fine. They showed it. They showed how it can be done. Now, the Premier League does not have a playoff. There's no Super Bowl. For all we know, tomorrow's matches we're sitting here between Arsenal and City might decide the title. Obviously, mathematically, it can't. But it could go a long ways towards deciding the title, right? Why is it that in mid-February, we aren't at a place where only the Premier League's best the, the few statistical best referees so far this season. Get Why the are they just games. getting the biggest games? Why is Michael Oliver doing Crystal Palace and Brighton? That doesn't... You know, because he, Scott is probably all... That's in the, the spirit s- of fairness. <laughs> the word you're looking for is, is spirit, spirit. And no one fairness. else heard what I said before How this. do you feel about Brian letting you drown verbally before he bails you he out? He loves to do that, and yeah. it's fantastic. Well... Anyway. I, I I agree. I I don't. I mean, I'd be I'd be furious. This is you know, no one ever wants to be on the wrong side of a VAR ruling, uh, but this one is egregious. Although, can I? Would you say, on the balance of the match, 
it's not that Brentford. It's not like they didn't maybe deserve something. No, no. I thought Brentford was very no. good. Tony smashed the crossbar. It's or, one or reason should why have I... scored earlier for sure. Yeah. So it's not like it's not like the kind of thing where you say, "Oh, they got completely ripped off. They clearly dominated the game. They deserve to win that game three 0 and it ends one one." It wasn't so, like that game at all. I, I agree, and that's why I never complained about it because if you're if you're waiting for um, a VAR to go in your favor. If you're leaving it in the hands of a referee and hoping that 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 they make a decision in your favor to help decide a title or points in a match, then you're in the wrong place. Like, go beat them three nothing, right? Yeah. Like, and Brentford played played really really. And Scott, you said this weeks ago, Arsenal's going to get everyone's best. Everton played. It was a different Everton team that played Arsenal two weeks ago. That played Liverpool this week. And Everton were still pretty good, but it wasn't the same team that showed up. Arsenal Brent- have dropped something like seven points in the last five league matches. I think two they've draws lost, and a loss. They've drawn – well, they, they have one loss and like two draws in the last that's, three matches. So, yeah, like compared drop. to the streak that they were on, but, I mean, that's that's the that's football. This is the time of the year. They need to make sure they're not dropping. What's points. crazy is this, and we can move on because this is not an Arsenal podcast. I still, we know, I know we still have to talk players. Dave, you have waited years to be able to have a moment like this. This is fair. This is what's cool about this. Arsenal could lose tomorrow and still be tied with City on points and have a game in hand. Mm-hmm. So even if they lose tomorrow, which I hope they don't, but even if they do, still tied with them on points with a game in hand, and they still have another head-to-head match. So. All is not lost. Look, City is, has played in way more bigger games than Arsenal. Arsenal have, you could argue, they haven't had to play in too many big games in the last two or three years, and City plays in them all the time, whether they're playing Liverpool or whether they're playing in Champions League or United or Tottenham or whatever. I know Arsenal has been playing those, but they haven't had a team who could compete. Now they do. So, look, City has the advantage in in, um, in experience in this match, and We'll see. We'll see how this shakes out. They do have their roster has had a little bit of turnover, and they don't exactly have the total veteran level of a team that they have had recently. And they they haven't had great form either. City City won three one over Villa, and you're right. It does seem as though the squad is shrinking compared to normal. Pep mm-hmm. loves to rotate. He loves to mix and match. It seems as you know he really. I think he made four changes for this match. And it seems as though he might have to stick with this eleven if he wants to get the results he's say, looking for. Well, his changes are all from like defensive midfield back. I mean, he's not really changing. For he's not changing a whole finally lot. Finally, yeah, the front line's finally pretty. It's pretty like stable. Mares, yeah, it's Mar- Holland, Mares, Holland, Grealish. Grealish is there with 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 maybe maybe De Bruyne, maybe De Bruyne which is the weirdest thing I, I think know. we've ever said, and. Uh, uh, with just to, for a second, with Arsenal, Dave Saka has distanced himself as the go-to. Scott, Dave, yes, most transferred in for the game week. Are we about to flip back to someone else soon, or is this like because Saka is your gamer here? That this is like it's well, on his shoulders. It takes Saka finally. It takes a Brentford defensive letdown for them to get Trossard to goal, but it's Saka that was the. Saka sets it up. I mean, he's the only guy with any points so yeah, far this week. Yeah, I, I would just be careful. So it's been it's two matches since Odegaard's given you a return. So right. the streak is not is not huge. Yeah. You'd like to see something soon. 
and it could happen tomorrow. I would just say, you know, it, Odegaard's got a 2-2 in his last two matches, Everton-Brentford, on paper looking like good good matchups. Before that, it was a 5-9-2-13-11-16. Right. So he, yeah, he, we're still pretty close to a man on fire. I would just be – I don't know if – if I don't feel that comfortable going saying, yep, go right to Saka. If well, you have it, if you have Odegaard, go to soccer. FPL I, world is doing it now. I'm not. Yeah, to me, I I think anyone who's been paying a lot of attention, or anybody who's, I mean, I mean, Arsenal's been such a hot commodity for so long. Odegaard, kind of the top of that. Now Saka is kind of, you know, Martinelli's the obvious odd man out here. He's done. He's toast. Um, but just Saka. I mean, just I'm just thinking that he. I went to him. Because I, to me, I could. You, you could. You, I've, you already made, I've, already, I've already made the move. Yeah, I had, I had Ben White, Odegaard, Martinelli as my, as my Arsenal triple up. It is now Saka, Odegaard, Ben White, and I am, I feel no allegiance whatsoever to Ben White. I would, I Ben White can go at any point. I would make that a third attacker. I, you know, who knows? I mean, who, who knows if Trosser doesn't flare up here for a little while. Is it possible, Dave, that they bench in Kedia? And Kedia wasn't great in this game. I feel like Martinelli's catching all the heat as far as press conferences go. And and Kedia seems to be like and Kedia was in the box at eleven touches in the box against Brentford and comes away with nothing here. I want my forward touching the ball eleven times in the box. I just feel like Martinelli's getting a lot of like, yeah. is he going to get dropped for Manchester City? He may. I, I, but, I would. I but, doubt. But, but, but I, don't, I just don't think. I just don't. I just think. But it, would it be possible for Martinelli to start up top? I know there have been some Arsenal fans calling for that. Start Martinelli up top with Trossard, and so, and like a, a Martinelli, Trossard, Odegaard, Saka. It's four. possible, but. Arteta typically Manchester City, especially going that experimental going into okay. City. I doubt that happens. Uh, he, if it happens, he has not shown that type of experimentalness mm-hmm. going into any match. So I would be surprised if that happened. I have Enkedia. He's starting. It's been two matches since he's given you a return. So it's he and Odegaard are in the same same area. So I I I don't. I think it's a little early to yeah set sail on I, it. like I and like I said I mean I have been I have tried as hard as I could to I mean I still think I still don't think Martinelli's playing bad I I don't think that him like me getting rid of him has nothing to do with I would say even the eye test he's he's a, a inches away from yeah. a really great right. goal in this game I think that changes everyone's opinion of him. Yeah. Obviously, it changes everyone's opinion of him if he score if he scores a great goal in this match. He just didn't. Yeah, well, and, I... and getting hooked at sixty one minutes, Trossard coming in and immediately scoring, just it's like the worst possible look for a guy who's. I just don't think he's playing bad. You you heard it here first, and Kedia brace against City. <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, well, I... if it actually happens, it won't be heard here first. Okay, fair right. enough. Uh, let's talk about the city assets that we're all looking at. You mentioned Mares. He takes the penalty kick that is earned by Grealish. How much yeah. stock do you put into that, Brian? I've put so much stock into <laughs> Mares already. I am it's, it's as happy as I've been for anyone since probably 
my love of Raheem Sterling a few years ago. Okay. This is as this is as like I am so pumped that this is happening uh for Mares just because he just felt so cooked. Like it just seemed like he was just a like just a floundering formerly great asset that City ruined and it's not like that at all right now. He just could he just 58 points since the World Cup <coughs> since the restart. Third most of any of any player in the in the Premier League. Ryan, you know that I avoid controversy at all costs. Uh, did Jack Grealish get this penalty kick because he's white and he's English? <laughs> it's pr- wow, Scott. That's something I would say. I don't know. I guess he kind of got his the, foot clipped. A Harry Kane. Scott, call. he's got the. It's he, Grealish for the, over the last like eight years or less has. Is like the most fouled guy, him and Zaha, in the league. Yeah, he fouled himself more than he got fouled by anybody else on that play. If though. you make it look good enough, Scott, <laughs> you can get the call. Shouldn't video review be able? To... Never mind. We we that ship has oh sailed. Uh, Ollie uh, Watkins think, on the Villa side uh, well, scores a goal. I was going to say even for the penalty though. I mean, I don't know what was going on with Holland. I mean, he had already walked off to have. I mean, he had had someone look at him. He went off at halftime. Right, but I'm saying even prior to that, I mean, it was obvious he went to the sideline at one point because he he took a kick to the thigh. Yes, off at halftime seems very precautionary because city official Twitter shared a pic- picture of him in training, so that's not. Does he just they, have a low pain tolerance? I think they just. I, I, mean, I think this they're is, wicked sensitive with him because I feel like that was the uh, amazing and really excellent management decision to take him off to not let anything like just to be. Just abundance of caution, kind of thing, and plus they're winning three 0 I mean, what do you, what do you? Yeah, there there seemed to be no threat of that changing. So, I just, I mean, I nobody expected that to happen, and I'm sure people who triple captained Holland this week were disappointed that he didn't stay. All the more longer. reason why we said triple captain Rashford last <laughs> week, and all the people saying, "Well, look at I'm going to triple captain Holland." I just, I and think, the next I mean, week, you don't think he's going to get kicked in the thigh and leave at halftime. Though. Oh, everyone should have known it. Rashford's a man possessed right now. That's Anyways. true. Do you want to talk about Marcus Rashford? And no, I want to talk about Ollie Watkins because when he pulled one back, it gave him an 8, 11, and 7 in his last three matches. Really? We, we talked about it last week about Ollie Watkins. No, it, it, was, it was Manchester wow. City Manchester City and Arsenal in, in consecutive matches, which is like you look at that and you say, I don't think I want that guy. I just think I, I'm not really sure what else you want from your forward. Uh, all, all, like going back since the World Cup restart, since game week 17, among forwards, Ollie Watkins, 40, 40 points. Third most say, behind it's Holland about third. and Kane. Yeah. Only Holland and Kane have more than wow. Ollie Watkins since game week 17. And, and he not... plays in match week 25, Brian. Yes. And so that's one of the reasons why, like, I mean, we talked I, 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 we talked about Leon Bailey. I talked about Leon Bailey last week, but we talked about Ollie Watkins too. I mean, I think part, I just did a lot of scoffing, right? Maybe, part of the, probably. but I'm just saying, part of the appeal of Aston Villa players is the game week. They do they do not blank in game week 25. And honestly, look at their next five: Arsenal at Everton, Crystal Palace home at at West Ham, home Bournemouth. I mean, yeah, you don't love that they're playing. You don't love that they're playing Arsenal next, but so what? I mean, Arsenal's not invincible. Yes, they are, Brian. Ivan Tony scores headed goals against them like he's oh, playing against small children. Flipping so, Tony. Um, Watkins, I mean, his numbers aren't like he's not lighting the world on fire. But is he is, but, he, is he one touching, one goaling? 
Not really. In the box. I mean, he's eighth. He's eighth in for for, uh, for shots. Seventeen shots is eighth most for forwards. So it's not like he's not in like the top. He's not shooting on sight or anything like that. But yeah, he's just been. I feel like he's. I don't know. There's a different aggression. He's actually putting his chances away. He's. I mean, he's doing enough. He's in the top. He's easily doing in the enough. top. Easily in the top ten. And sometimes in the top five and like in the stat categories that matter. And so, but I just think in the points or points category, he's third in forward scoring since game week 17. I love our categories on this yeah. podcast. <laughs> anyway. All right. <laughs> Leeds nil, United two. Leon Bailey did drop in price. So he's only 4.4 now. I don't care. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just want to make sure we all know that. Marcus Rashford, the aforementioned man possessed. Anything else we want to say about him and or Luke Shaw and his 12 we mentioned earlier? Well, can we just say... I mean, Bruno's not... If anyone's what, going to what, De Bruno, like... De Bruno, I like that. <laughs> De Bruno. <laughs> I, guess the, I guess my question with both of the, with all those guys is what now? Like, are, are, are they, don't, they don't play in game week 25. Is there any chance that you're selling Rashford? No. No... Would you think about it? To me, the only way was if you're on a wild card. If you're somehow wild carding in game week 25. No, I'll or bench. Like you're, or you're selling in 24 to wild card the following week or something like that. I got I to gotta figure out a couple things here. Uh, but my third United player is De Gea. And old Danny Ward, I just probably pretty much don't trust to play home to Arsenal in match week 25. So... I gotta figure out. I probably gotta bring in another keeper. I'll probably send De Gea out the door. I might have to actually grit my teeth and go to Raya or Kepa. Mm. Um, but anyways, that being said, I, that those are moves that I have to make. But like I just, I could right now go Rodrigo and De Bruyne for Mares and Salah. Oh, you still have Rodrigo? I, I still have him. Okay, but he's not back. Coming back to April first. I just haven't been able to. I've been slow on my minus fours, and so I haven't moved him. Yet, because he's just been riding pine. All right. That means on the bench. Um, Shaw probably went up in price, I think, despite the blank uh, in game week 25. He is 5.3. Is that a a riser? Does that make him a riser this week? A late riser? Uh, No. Oh. Uh, No, I don't think so. Okay. I think he did not go up in price yet. However, he is one of the most transferred in. Uh, I... I guess I'm a little surprised by that. Just that, one, they play Leicester this week. Uh, I don't see that as a clean sheet waiting to happen. That's mighty Leicester. I see it as a goal fest before I see it as anything that Manchester United is going to do to, like, shut them down. Uh, But I just, I'm surprised that people are going more to Shaw. They're chasing those dream team points. I guess so. Um, Remember what we've said for years. The market is dumb. Uh, yeah, I totally agree. Uh, Dave, since you mentioned strat. Bruno, a yep. quick note about Dumb Bruno. Mass. Um, Move of the week. I have Bruno. Uh, I am not. He's someone who you, even. You like him? I do. He's been pretty good. Can I tell you why? Yeah, sure. I'm holding him for Leicester this game week. I will try probably to turn him into Salah for the double 25. Um, they play this Leicester team at home. But this, this Leicester team just beat Spurs. This four, to, four, four to one. one. I know, but I'm saying they're not going to beat Manchester United four to one. 
This is I, not a Manchester United team that looks like they're capable of that kind of letdown that they're going to lose to a lesser team I agree four with to that. one. I agree with that. In the last four game weeks, your second highest scoring midfielder of all midfielders is Bruno Fernandes. 39 points, second only to Marcus Rashford. 14 shots is the third most. He's tied with Solly March, by the way, for third. All Solly. Second Solly reference. He's behind Saka and Rashford in shots. That's it. And he's, cre- he's the number one chance creator. 15 chances created in the last four weeks. Most, most of any midfielder. Mm. He's not like prime two seasons ago or whatever, Bruno Fernandez. Like he's not absolutely blowing everyone out of the water, but he's been real good. And it seems like he's, I mean, I, I guess like to your point a couple weeks ago, seems to be on penalties again. So like I'm I like I'm saying my plan went in the blank like he will go. I don't no one has that much money wrapped up in him. Uh even if he drops tonight, I'll be back at even money with him, but like after they play Liverpool in game week 26, I mean Manchester United's schedule is pretty good most of the rest of the season. And they still have Manchester United still has a home match against Brentford to be rescheduled at some point. So like once they get through, like once they get past the blank 25 and Liverpool in 26. Yeah, I don't I mean, how happy are you with De Bruyne right now? Not happy at all. Right. So like I can't wait to get rid of him. I'm saying De Bruyne to Bruno after and why not why not bring him back for liverpool so what who cares about liverpool nobody cares about liverpool at all <laughs> no i'm just saying like i to me i'm i'm not i'm joking and scott i'm not it's supposed to be funny scott i care about liverpool a little bit i know you do yeah i'm just saying manchester united still has like they're very clearly playing for something they're playing extremely well i think that especially at least in the last four weeks, Bruno Fernandez has been, he's been as good statistically as any midfielder that there is. I don't see him as some crazy transfer. So all right, more of a target. Dave, uh, your vindication here, assuming you didn't, you didn't sell De Gea. uh, How good did the 10 for De Gea feel this week? It felt great. Finally to feel watching all the Kepa, Yes. Frauds. For sure. Get All, nothing. Yes, that felt... Finally, De Gea. I finally had one week out of the last 10 that I could actually point yes. my finger at laugh at everyone. Yes. So that was, for one day, very nice. Cool. We bypassed Newcastle on our way to Manchester United, so let's pop back up to Newcastle. They drew 1-1 with Bournemouth. Yeah. Their goal coming from the uh, before-mentioned Almiron. And a point that was truly saved from one of the best line clearances you'll ever see by Kieran oh, Trippier. Trippier. That, should have been worth, that should have been worth a bonus point. Agreed. Almiron, everyone's favorite, one shot, one goal. But they still count. Um, <laughs> I, I, don't, I just don't know what to make of, like, worst. I know some people have said it this way, of, like, Newcastle's, like, are they good? Like they're boring. Like they're not an attack attacking. They're kind of nothing. They're good. This year, I think to be top four means something. I mean, I guess it's. I, I guess here's what you have to answer to answer that particular question. You have to answer a different one first. Do you think 
the quality of the Premier League is just better? Like there's more depth in the league? Or do you feel like the good teams aren't as good and that's why Newcastle is as high as they are? I think the depth is better. I mean, look at the bottom three. The battle at the bottom is there's like seven teams in it. And any of those teams, none of them is showing themselves to be like like Sunderland like four, three or four years ago or – there's usually one team around this time yeah. that's just like starts mailing yeah, it. Yeah, Norwich. Every, I mean, every time Norwich is in, Southampton is as close as we're probably going to get. Yeah, and they just they're, they're trying for a, a second new manager bump oh for the gosh. season now. See, we I mean, we talked about it. I know you did. You, you but I'm Nathan saying Jones. you should. I, I'm surprised. Well, and you. since our pod last week, I was informed that he was fighting with. The fans of the club and whatnot, and after the match here where they lose to Wolves, we can get to it later. But he does, you know, he just goes straight to the dressing room, doesn't acknowledge the crowd or players before he goes to the dressing room, stuff like that. Obviously, he's not fit for the job, Scott. He, I don't know if he's a man out of his depth. If he just, if he was trying to get fired, I don't know. But it worked, and so Southampton, you have to believe they're going to try. You know, it's not going to be a Norwich. They're bringing in Jesse Marsh. To will have the, him run around a lot to be the yeah. manager at the very least. I don't. I don't think you make that move if you're just expecting relegation. He saved Leeds from relegation last year. Yeah, he could be the new Sam. I was gonna say Marsh is the new big Sam. I just, I just want him to be managing the men's national team, U.S. men's national team. Oh uh, uh, yeah. Back to Newcastle though. Is there like other than Trippier? I feel like it's I can't I can't believe how fast it's plummeted from like triple up on Newcastle to now maybe it's, Trippier and I, and perhaps Pope and then after that I just don't I don't, you don't buy really it. need anyone. Match week sixteen one two three four five six six clean sheets in a row, and then they haven't had clean sheets in the last two. I I just. It just feels a little bit like, uh, like I well, get it. I get but, it. They're not playing in 25, and they're playing. But th- I was going to say, this is this was as good as it was going to get. It was ending with Bournemouth, and you go Liverpool, blank, Manchester City. So your next three. You're right. That's fair. Like, home to Liverpool, like, I think maybe, you know, I still think there's, I still think, like, I feel like there's a revenge element for them, at, given the result of the of the reverse fixture this season. I feel like they... You know, I mean, maybe they'll find some different fire playing in front of the home crowd with like a two-one, like last-second kick loss against Liverpool earlier in the season. You know what I mean? Like it, to me, I just feel like there's. I mean, maybe the energy's higher. It should be. You'd imagine that it would be, but now you got Liverpool. Who? What is? Is there belief there now? That was the was the Merseyside derby win enough for for. Liverpool to now think like, oh, now we can go to Newcastle and we got this again. Uh, no, no. Uh, one one win doesn't doesn't change the what four losses in a row prior to that match. No, I think I think now they have to prove to themselves that they can sustain it for a little bit. I'd made the comment after the match. They there was a hunger and a desperation that Liverpool showed in this match. They went back. It almost reminded me of old school gagging pressing, Dave. 
and they had to do it. The activity was necessary. It looked like old school Liverpool. I told this to my brother. Like Robertson, I don't feel like I, I have not seen that Robertson show up all year. Mm-mm. I haven't seen that Trent show up all year. Yeah. Trent making passes, his pass uh, all the way across the box. The Gakpo was ridiculous. The one thing that Connor Cody could have kicked out and just literally, it's the, if, if you can't tell me, and I know Scott, you made a, a you argued a point for him. You can't tell me Connor Cody wasn't on the take on this game. Like <laughs> he was making massive money. He let a ball roll right past him to the back post and Gakpo taps, taps it in. And Only defense you can make for Connor Cody is that he had to have been worried as close as he was that maybe any touch ends up in his own goal. Maybe. At Maybe. least letting it go, he's given his goalkeeper a chance. Good lord! But it obviously uh, it didn't happen. Um, so yeah, I think there's. I think Liverpool's going to have to do that. They're they're going to have to use their energy to get the mojo. Once the mojo's rolling, then maybe yeah. But it's not quite rolling yet. I don't. I, yeah, and I guess like for Newcastle, I mean Newcastle is. I mean it's a, a dud performance against Bournemouth and now like I, that's what I'm saying I, this is the business end of the season right yeah, we're, we're entering into that time maybe it's a little early to call it that but you know this is where we'll find out in the next few weeks is Newcastle for real are you benching Trippier this week I don't think so are you I'm not I wasn't no I'm not, not Trippier's never getting benched. that's what I mean I, I just feel like I, I I mean he can I mean it's two blanks in a row it's not not great you don't love that but still like I just don't see it as like I don't, like oh they're playing Liverpool now they're they're just about to they're gonna get destroyed it's just not like that anymore so I guess that's why I'm saying like but he's the one guy like I'm not necessarily counting I I kind of am not expecting it to, be, to for them to keep a clean sheet so that's kind of out of just hoping that he yeah. gets a as a Liverpool fan two one is what you're hoping for and I think right. Newcastle fans probably the same yeah if it's the exact same scoreline that it was last time either way I would I don't. <coughs> I wouldn't be surprised. The only like, to me, the only surprising thing would be is if there are no goals from yeah. someone. Can we just go straight into Liverpool with this? Sure, I'd love to talk about Liverpool. Uh, After Mo a two nil win against Everton, Mo Salah, what now? Yeah, he's the top mm, choice. If you look, on. if you go to the FPL homepage, he's the one they're writing about for game week twenty five. Is one cheap breakaway goal enough for you to rethink? Getting him into your team right away. What were the rest of his stats? So did he have an XG of uh, six, 0.1? Six shots this week. Three of them on target. Both of them are second most overall so far. Okay. Finally, like to me, back to more, like that's normal. Like that is what you have always hoped and expected of Salah that had dropped off for so many weeks in a row back to more normal. Very active, especially early in this match. The first half facing the cop, it seemed like, it was Mo trying to move his way towards goal all the time. I think it's the double, like whether you do. It is like, the double. I was, I mean, even if you go get him now, I mean, yeah, you're hope you, you know, if you don't have him, like, know so many people, I got rid of him weeks ago, or whatever. But the double is at Crystal Palace and home to Wolves. I mean, like, what would you would you take advantage of the double, Brian, to go? KDB to Salah? Yeah, I I will do that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure, and I think I'm, gonna... I, I'm like I. I was saying last week, I just think regardless, if he had blanked, if he had had zero shots and a 0.00 XG and had done nothing, and I don't, I still think the, the allure of the double is going to get everyone every time. But scoring a goal against, yeah, it was against Everton, but still, it was like, 
finally he's like, we put a ball in the net. It was it's nice. like the like finally, and it was yeah, it was a breakaway, and Tarkowski was unlucky and whatever, but still, he got that's what's been missing. Scott, one thing that gives me a little hesitation oh. about KDB in that match week, match week twenty five, he's playing at Bournemouth. Right. So and, one match against Bournemouth and versus last time he played Bournemouth, second match of the season, he had fourteen points, goal and assist, three bonus points. Yeah. So okay. for whatever reason, we all know this. My brother and I make jokes but me and brother Matt, we make jokes about this all the time. But like it seems like you always find out after the games, oh, this guy, Harry he, Kane he scores against playing. Leicester more than anyone <laughs> yeah. ever in the history of the fixture. And then you're like, Why didn't I know before yeah. the game? And I'm, I just want to bring it up. Last time De Bruyne played Bournemouth, he had 14 fantasy points. So even though he's been absolutely garbage since the World Cup restart, he just, does just he, something to think about. De Bruyne does like playing against your guys, though. And that's something that you probably well, don't love. Well, but. he's probably also hearing the noise. People are saying Odegaard's the best midfielder in the league and not you. And he he probably is going to try to show up. But no, I'm serious. no, he's not. Yeah, that's no, my, no, no. He's hearing the noise. He's hearing the noise. Um, what about the rest of your team? Like, yes, it was finally a good performance from a lot of people. Like, mm-hmm. even Joe Gomez was yeah good in this game. Like, they looked like they were playing for their jobs. Trent has, I mean, same thing. Trent's had some decent, like as defenders go, his underlying numbers have been. Fine, but never enough that like there are plenty of weeks where I feel like there would have been time to say like, hey, Trent's really looking on it. It's just that Liverpool has looked so off it in general. Yeah, can I just tell you when I saw when I saw how well they were playing, my thought was not about going to them this season. Okay, my thought was, I wonder what their prices will be to start next season. <laughs> like, don't right. I mean that's going to be fascinating. They Trent's should. crazy high price. Salah's crazy high price. What are they going to drop them down to? I just think, like, if you're, you know... If, if it's you, not going to be dropped a whole lot. It's got to be enough to make you think about it. I, if it's highest in... If it's 12 for Salah, it's an easy, nah, I'll, I'll wait and see. Brian, I, I would consider... I'm considering trying to get, get to Allison, from De Gea to Allison and for Match Week 20. Really? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I guess... I know that sounds kind of bizarre, but... Allison, Trent Robertson, because you're not buying a center back. Salah and no other midfielder, because I don't think you're... Why are you so I, surprised? The Game Week 25 matchups are at Palace. And that's what I mean. I know I'm saying that I think the double is very good. I guess what I'm saying is, like, I, like I just wonder how, who and, and how many. Like, how many, like, does Darwin still... Is Darwin intrigue you? I mean, he got an assist. No. He was he was sprightly as usual. Pass. Uh, wasted another chance. What's yeah. Gakpo's price? I think he's seven. If only there was a way. Uh, does Jota being fit does that dent That's Darwin for everything? Like, does does Jota get a start in one of those two? Yes. In yeah. place of. In place of Darwin, Gakpo seven. You think seven. they go Sala? They do a a, a Sala Gakpo Jota uh, top feels front more, three. Feels more likely Gakpo would sit. Oh, I you doubt, think they? Would... I doubt Gakpo sits. I bet Jota just doesn't start. It's either Darwin. Or they Jota. just keep letting jo- they let Darwin start both, and Jota comes on for two know. thirty think, minute cameos. I think that that's my guess. I think Jota gets a little bit of a run. I think he's just coming back from injury, and he subs in on both. 
yeah, I just I like I just wonder like I I think right now you've two weeks to two weeks to think about it, but ahead of the game week twenty five deadline, I just feel like you have the money to go to Trent because everyone's dropped in price so much. Like I just feel like a lot of people will will do it if they can, just yeah. because it's like why well, they get to play two pretty good matches. We did bypass Brighton. They deserve to be discussed. Despite a 1-1 draw to Crystal Palace, we already mentioned that Sully March scoring the goal. Brian. Dave's vindication, uh, less of a vindication with Sully March buried on Dave's back. But, Brian. Yeah. Has Robert Sanchez ever been more embarrassed in his life? Um, no, I mean, not unless his pants fell down in public. Somewhere, I wouldn't imagine. I wouldn't imagine that he uh, was, but yeah. I mean, in all fairness this, to Brighton, the, they this are is, a Robert Sanchez embarrassment away from three. Uh, you know, this is your this three is, points. You never know what you're going to get in the M23 Derby. Yeah, oh my gosh, man. Here we go. Or is it A? Both. I know. Uh, I mean, do we have anything to add? Just that, talk you, got, would, look, you got look, you I, got a Stupinyan hero ball again for sure. So and, and uh, a Stupinyan and, and Matoma, a Stupinyan goal ruled out. A yep. Stupinyan makes it up later with an assist. So you like that? Uh, it's just going to anyone at the moment with them blanking in twenty five. Right, that, doesn't make the most sense. Right, and then like they have the I feel like they have the most frustrating run. Of matches because you get them this week. Fulham, you like that home against Fulham, fantastic. Blank and twenty five, you hate that. West Ham, they're about like they have a likely blank or a, a blank game week coming up in game week twenty eight again. That's then followed by a possible double game week in game <laughs> week twenty nine. So there, it is possible for them to go Jeez. blank twenty five, one match twenty six. Double in 27, blank 28, double 29. Like, you might just, if you're bringing them, or if you're going for them now, like, I guess you're just riding the wave. It's stupid. Yes, Scott. It's go. Just... Scott has a question, Dave. Man. Sorry to interrupt you. I'm, I'm a hand raised, Dave. Yes, yes go ahead. Um, just a general question about your state of mind with FPL. Mm-hmm. When you were reading the potential future Brighton schedule, do these blank game weeks, double game weeks, do they make FPL better or do they just make it annoying? I feel like it's always been anyone who's done it for any amount of time. It, it kind of makes it the fun part of the season because that's when you're saving oftentimes your chips. You're trying to figure out when to play them, when not. You don't know what teams. It, it all is cup dependent up to this point on who's in what tournament, meaning when the when the blanks happen. So I don't know. I feel like it's always kind of a – of uh, oh here we go let's see what what's good I guess it kind of mixes it up a little bit yes it can be frustrating but I think it adds a little extra to the I think it adds a little extra to the FPL yeah I mean I I think it's when you say if you were to say that about Brentford which they have up this it could be the same for them you look at that and you're like eh, what? <laughs> whatever it's just a little different this time because. Brighton's been actually playing well. They have assets that you really do want. You know what I mean? Like I feel like that's the I feel like that's what makes it as much as I talked to you know guys like Matoma up even a few weeks ago, as much as I'll keep I want all of us, I want this to be the Purvis Estupignan 
podcast, I didn't get any of them. Like I didn't go, I didn't go after any of them. And it's Stupinian's last four. He's been fantastic. S- seven, six, nine, six. I mean, he was a, I mean, he's a, uh, offside away from a goal and an assist in this game. Like, I mean, he's, he's been fantastic. So that's why I'm saying like, it's not because I don't, not because I don't want him. It's just, there's other fires to put out, but I just think that's why to your, to your point, I, I'm not, I, I, yeah, it is kind of annoying, but I think, yeah, it is like part of, it's part of the fun of planning, I guess. Cause I, I, I you know, all of its costs. You of hate course. it? Yeah. I, I actually was looking at the table today. And I was just annoyed. I was annoyed by the 21, 22, 23 all through, you know, in the games played column throughout the table. It's just annoying. Yeah. It's, it's. I guess COVID also kind of softened it up. Like, remember how crazy it was during the last couple of years with COVID? It was like, who knows? There, it, sometimes yeah. there, I feel, uh, was it Villa or Newcastle? That was literally like six games behind at one point. Yeah, it, was it was ridiculous. But I want to go back to Brian's uh, idea just a minute ago. I think I think it got overlooked. By the way, you left your jacket here last week. I know you it left sat it in the back of the chair uh, all week long. And, I just and, realized and it's you were, sitting here. You had a slight still. chill, and you you put on the jacket that you left there. Well, I've been week. missing the sweater all week. I, I didn't realize where it was, and I sat down in your chair, and it, it's wow, been here waiting for me. Feels nice. Yeah, comfy, cozy. Um, I think. Brian, if you're going to create a podcast with the word Purvis in the title, you're going to need a really good show description. <laughs> All right, let's talk Spurs. Lester for the three Purvis podcast. There you go. Bang up right there, Scott. It took him 10 seconds. He didn't even need chat GTP for that. <laughs> chat what? Lester for Spurs one. Oh, yeah. Uh Am I vindicated by Harvey Barnes scoring a goal, Brian? Uh, we all are, except <laughs> Dave. Everybody in this podcast is vindicated by Harv scoring. Harv. Great stat slash reminder from FPL Swede. Uh, Harvey Barnes has eight goals this season. Guess who that is more goals than? That is more goals than Hyunming Sun. Yes. Not more goals than Harry Kane. No. Midfielders, two very popular ones. May, James Madison. Well, Salah scored his eight. Kevin De Bruyne. Yeah, I'm sure. Salah. Yeah, I think so. Salah wow. scored his eight. Okay, they're tied. His, yes, okay, they're tied. Right. Wow. Bukayo Saka and Gabriel Martinelli. Wow. And his his point was Harv has more goals than them. Yeah. How many teams have you seen or heard of Harvey Barnes being a part of? How many teams of the week have you seen? Like, has, how many times has FPL included them in their, you know, their, you know, their team of the week or whatever? He's been playing really good. Uh, looking back, even pre World Cup, I don't know how he didn't end up in more post World Cup teams. He went eight eight two eight eight in the five matches before the World Cup. He has played ninety minutes in pretty pretty much every game since game week eight. And now he's on a seven eight six in his last three. But is some of that being you know some some of his potential ownership being stolen by his teammate who also scored here, James Madison? Yeah, and then and then Ianacho did it again. Uh, he's on my all Olivier Giroud team, which is guys who always beautiful? outdo the number oh, of minutes oh, they play. Oh. Uh, yeah, I mean Ianacho. To me, he's now like that's performances that are that I don't not even it feels like not even Braj can screw that. Hats up. and who? Exactly. 
Like this to me is like he's six point one. Ian Acho still is less than one percent selection, and I know I'm sure I'm entirely sure that it's down to doubles and whatnot. James Madison back from his injury, first meaningful minutes uh, the last two weeks since the World Cup. In those weeks, he has a seven and he has an eleven. Yeah, at the eight zero price, and Barnes is a six, six seven. seven. Who do you feel better about there? Matt, James Madison, one of the things he did say after the match was that they, like, basically, he, like, and Brendan Rodgers said the same thing. He's still, like, kind of like we're still managing him. He barely trained last week. He still had, whatever this thing is, with, like, this knee issue or whatever he had, even in the World Cup, it's still there. So it's something like, like, I just. But all I'm, this talk, Lester and 24 play at United and then home to Arsenal in 25. You can't feel great about going to either. No, of these those guys. aren't no, those aren't fantastic matchups. But I'm saying the one thing that they have not had an issue with is scoring. So are you rushing to get? You're not rushing to get Danny Ward. You're not rushing to throw him into your starting lineup the way maybe you would have just you know prior to the or just after the World Cup, like just after they restarted, because they were good there defensively for a second. Now it feels like it. They're just not. But the goals are. I, that's what I'm saying. I feel like. They just feel way more like a goal fest waiting to happen than they do anything else. And like, if this is going to be the front three, if they're going to start this consistently, Ian Acho, Madison, Harvey Barnes, you, I mean, that's fantastic, especially when they're running like this. The one bad thing about Harvey Barnes is that he scored his, it was the fourth goal. This is the last thing that, you know what I mean? Like he scored one that was offside he ended up coming back and scoring one anyway Ryan, at the very end. You said it yourself earlier. Points. I know. Are points. Two goals, two assists in his last three weeks. It's it needs like, to be considered. Yeah, I mean, I, I just don't love their next two matchups. I just think Ian, like I, ha, I like I'm saying this as somebody like I ha, I still have Mitrovic. What what in the world am I doing with Mitrovic? Ollie and not, Watkins and not Ian. Ollie Nacho? Watkins before I would go Ollie before you'd pick Ian Ollie Nacho. over Ian. Nacho? I think I would actually, which is I know that sounds wild, wow. but I think I would. I, I'm still sitting. In- I just don't love. Sorry, Scott, I interrupted. I, I I'm not on the Lester. I I don't know what to think of Lester right now. It is it is roller coaster Lester, and I just I just do not know what to think. Scott, go ahead. Sorry. No, it's okay. I have my third forward position has been kind of whatever after Holland and Kane for a while. Yeah. But I've got the money, and it's a three tenth jump to go from Embuemo to Inacho. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. I'll the, say that. The I think the issue I might run into is that I just I don't know if I'm going to have the money that I would need to. I think I have to make my third. Like this is just me. I would have to make. I have to make Mitrovic. Uh, Someone Greenwood. Cheap. Greenwood's four point one. Okay. That's crazy that a forward is four point one. Still. He's he's down to four point one. I think that might be the only way that I can go from he Bruno a, up to Salah. He had a boost in double. ownership. Early in the year, when he made some appearances, yeah, and that's probably what's caused his steep decline. Uh, speaking of needs to be considered, is Joao Felix on that list? One yes. one West Ham Chelsea result here. Felix with the I, Chelsea goal. Uh, speaking of another team that got jobbed this week, holy cow! Talk about the worst one well, of Brighton. The- Brighton got jobbed. Arsenal got jobbed. Was was Brighton the ones where they, they drew, drew the, the wrong, lines right. on the they, wrong on the wrong player? Defender? Uh, but so they remember one, to draw him. They this just is, drew him in the wrong place. This literally is like kindergarten. 
know. This but, is unbelievable. No, but like, no, even, no, no, Lee. This is you're, you have to a level color of color within the lines. Uh, Chelsea official. I know you hate them, Dave, but I do hate them. Perfect, like as Pithouser uh, goes. Yeah. One of the best that they like. It was uh, they. I think it was Premier League asked who had the save of the week. And Chelsea official said Thomas Socek with a screenshot of Socek's hand blocking Connor Gallagher's shot in front of goal. Like they just, missed that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I've missed that. This yes. is news to me. Yes, yeah. it would have. It would have given them. It was a. I mean, it was as obvious a handball in the box. Socek on the ground with his hand out, and it stopped the ball. That I mean, that's a penalty. I mean, they are they are kicking a penalty to win the game two. It was the triple crown, the trifecta, whatever you want to call it, of refereeing gaffes. uh, If I'm Howard Webb, and I'm not, but if I was, I would, I would say, I'm getting, I'm getting eight guys in this room with me, and I'm leading it, and we're not missing a VAR call the rest, the rest of the year. Well. Like, a major overhaul has to happen. You're in the middle of the season. I understand that certain things can't happen. But, like, this weekend just shows that, like, it is the incompetence level is at, in places, like, that is so, like, you just can't believe it. I mean, Men and Blazers said it this week. This is the worst week, the worst weekend of VAR. And, like, Michael Davies said right away, like, and that, like, can you imagine saying that? Like, that is saying something <laughs> if you're saying this is the worst weekend that they've had oh after all of the gosh. mistakes that have been made. Well, these are things, you know, clear offside. Uh, arms blocking goals. goals. Like, these are things that we got before VAR that I, f- I yelled and kicked and screamed about on this podcast for years saying we need VAR so that we can get these right. And now we have it. And they're still not getting it right. And... Is it any wonder why I'm like I'm ready to leave the Premier League? Yeah. I, why, why would you watch this? It's I I sat at a I, I've told the story a few months ago. I'll tell it again. I sat at a Division three college soccer game here in the states last fall, and I had my family with me. My my son watches Liverpool matches with me. The girls in my family don't really watch soccer, so we're all there. We're watching it, and we had some crazy referee calls as, as can happen. And my wife is like, I don't understand. How is this possible that this is happening? Cause she could see what was being called poorly too. And I said, unfortunately, that's just the, that's just the way soccer seems to be. It's almost as important who the referee is, as who the teams on the pitch are. Anything else about Chelsea? Brian, do you want to talk well, about Reese James? Well, no, I mean, I, I think it's, if you went to, I'm not to, trusting um, Reese James. Plenty of people went to, he said it himself. He's, I mean, it is from Reese James's mouth this past week. I like basically I have to be vocal about how I feel every game from now from now till the end of the season. I need to be out there as much as possible, but not in a like basically saying not in an irresponsible way. I don't trust that he's going to play. Like to me, if he feels anything, the slightest twinge, he will not play. Or he will play reduced minutes. He will sub on or whatever. To me, like there, like there has never been a guy that is more like I, I absolutely cannot count on him being out there as much as I think everybody wants him to. His price went up. He's five point eight. Unbelievable. He went up this week. Unbelievable. I, I just wouldn't. I like. I want to believe in it. I just can't count on it. There's Scott. No I love the way 
Joao Felix is playing for Chelsea. <clears throat> He's playing like a, like he cares. Um, I think there's some other people too. I, you look at their midfielders, and their list of midfielders is about as long as Liverpool. Uh, how about the Enzo uh, Joao Felix link up here for the? I mean, Enzo's a, he assisted the Joao Felix goal, and it was perfect. Yeah, so, five pounds. Yeah, yeah. I just I I'm Chelsea play West Ham, Southampton, Spurs, Leeds, Leicester, Everton. That's your next six for Chelsea. Is there, is there anyone better than Enzo I should be going to from Almiron? I mean, if you have Odegaard, you already, I already have, have Odegaard. Odegaard. I mean... We, yeah, but would you rather have Enzo yeah, or Sully I mean, March? I know March Enzo. blanks in five. Enzo. But they're the same. Well, Sully March is a five for me. He's 5'3". You'd rather have Enzo than Sully March. I think so. I think the ceiling's higher. No, we 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 called uh, Sully March the uh, 2023 JWP. Remember? Yeah, but he he's still doing it. He only had yeah. two weeks of blanks. Remember going back? He's to, on my he's on my Martinelli list. I now. think he scored the most points for any midfielder since the start of the. You're not going to convince Cup. me with your logic, your <laughs> okay. stats. Fair enough. If Touché. Matoma if if Matoma dives, I'm going to Enzo from Matoma. It's happening. Um, that none of no one for. No, I think Chelsea is still so much in kind of feeling it out. They're just getting used to I playing agree. with each other. I don't – I think I just that – I mean, he's played two matches. He's created two chances. I, I, I feel like there's no standout attacker for them other than Joel Felix passing the eye test. Right. Havertz is still there. I mean, he's still going to get chances too. I, I just – you like that – I, I just think you like the potential of the team. That's why when we talked about it last week, it had more to do with like, hey, they're finally just about all healthy, or that at least they're getting there. Like you're about to have all these guys out there, the, the most important pieces together. So it's just going to take them a minute. Just did some quick math. It's crazy. Nine defenders, 15 midfielders, four forwards for Chelsea and FPL. And by the way, I know that we're at the time of the year where overall points doesn't really matter, but the ninth the last defender, just a guy we might remember named Wes Fofana. Oh, yeah. That's the fourth right. forward in overall points. They signed him in 1999. It feels wow. like at this point. <laughs> it's crazy. It's just crazy. All right. Uh, Fulham 2, Nottingham Forest nil. I don't know that there's a lot of fantasy-worthy stuff coming out of this. Brennan well, Johnson, is it worth bringing up? Yeah, he doesn't... look. Brendan Johnson is the exact kind of he is the exact kind of chaos that you love or hate having on your team. Hold up, hold up, hold up. I want to take you guys back to May of 2022. Okay. I'm watching Nottingham Forest play in the playoff to get into the Premier League this season. And who's okay. the one guy I mentioned passing the eye test? I'll answer my own mm. question. It was Brendan Johnson. Yeah. I love that we're talking about him now in February of 2023. I, like, I, look, he, he's coming off a string of matches where it's 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 four, twelve, five, nine, and then he had two this past week. But like, he's been as hot or hotter than almost any forward in the league. He's extremely cheap for a guy who's starting and who's important to his team, and he, you know, he is that spark most of the time for them. So. In Dave, match week I don't, 25, where people are, some people are going to be yeah. looking for extra players, he's playing at West Ham. I don't hate it, Dave. And Forrest, I, Forrest could do something. He's 5'7". 
Right. That's exactly it. And it's that that's exactly why he's uh you're not mad about getting him in. You can probably afford it almost no matter who uh who you have. Yeah, Dave, you're right. In the last four weeks, it all depends on how you sort your stats. Uh that's my favorite part of stat sorting. I uh, the last, like to <laughs> sort them in the advantageous to me. In the last four games, you, Brennan Johnson is your uh second highest uh forward scorer. Uh, trailing only Erling Holland, uh, tied in points with uh, Kalechi and Nacho. Yeah, so that's pretty good. Yeah, I don't. I, I I wouldn't feel bad about doing it. I haven't owned Mitro in a while, Brian. You do own him. I do have him. You talked about moving off of him. I mean, it's probably time, maybe. Yeah, it's extremely time. You want to know how I know it's time? How, how do uh, you know? My my favorite thing to do in uh, in FPL, the one I know we've said how how little money matters this year, but every time I see. Uh, that I bought him at 7.1, and he's now 6.9. Oh, boy. Losing two-tenths oh on anyone, is it feels bad. Oh Losing two-tenths on like this out-of-form Mitrovic is about as annoying of a thing as I've done all wow. season long. Wow. Uh, good stat for Mitrovic, though, this week. He is your current uh, most touches in the opposition box, uh, leading the way with 13. Um, it turned into exactly gave zero, you gave you okay. zero points, did nothing for his uh, his outcome, but at least he was active in the opposition. At least he was active. Week. Good. Southampton he, won. Hey, he's triangled. He, who? He's orange triangled. Who? Mitro? Meat Man has he's got a... been... Now, hold on a second. Since the World Cup. Thank you, Scott. Most... He's... You got to literally cut a leg off that guy... For him to not to show up. For All right. A match. Well, look, I'm just I don't ever. You don't want to see your guys. I'm not playing him this week anyway. But just it's even, right. even more reason to move Scott, on. We got one more game. Southampton one, Wolves two. I guess when you're already unpopular as Nathan Jones was, and then you get 71 minutes of playing against 10 man Wolves, and you lose. Not. It's not good. You're gonna get sacked. Yeah, probably. Fighting fans is not good. Bednarik's own goal was a little comical. I felt bad about laughing at him for it, but <laughs> at least I felt bad a little bit, right? That's fair. Joao yeah. Gomez, any anything you're excited about? New guy on Wolves scores a nice goal here. No, nothing. I just, I, like, are, are you intrigued at all that Wolves is one of the teams that has a double match week here in 25? I probably like, should be more than I am. That's, how, that's my expert answer, Brian. Both away, Fulham and Liverpool, not particularly good at least they're they're fighting for uh i guess they're gonna the the one thing you can count on is that they're fighting from now on they are that's so. right joel gomez is 4.5 would you so. rather have him or leon bailey <laughs> uh, i probably have him <laughs> probably leon bailey because okay. leon bailey is also on my martinelli team okay uh, Dave, there's something we haven't done in a little while. I want to tell a little story here. We're going to talk about the top three in the FPL America podcast table. Okay, yeah, sure. We've skipped this part of the last couple of pods. In fairness, I was gone for a couple of pods in the last month or so. But uh, last week, I failed to end our pod by covering this. And there is a faithful listener. I would go so far as to say he is an all-star listener, Dave. Okay. We've referred to him before. All-star listener, Matt. He reached out to me on social media, which anyone can do who's listening, by the way. And we'd very, love to hear very easy to do. We'd especially love to hear from you if you're going to come if you're gonna to come to Lynchburg on the final day of the season, May twenty eighth, join us at the Academy Center of the Arts for the final day's matches. We'd love to hear from you if that's something that you're gonna be able to do. 
But uh, all that to say, all-star listener Matt reached out to me earlier this week and said, hey, any chance you can bring that back to the end of the pod? And I'm like, of course. Yes, definitely. I see why. I do, too. I see why. (laughs) Two-footed challengers. Yes. You want a little run. I respect that. He is second overall in the FPL America podcast league. Hey, Uh, anyone who can can hang around with – Long-time league game of throw-ins. Anthony, who's fourth. Anthony, who's fourth. If you can be anywhere close to him, and our own pod host uh, at Brian Chesko, the fighting Colbacks, is sitting in fifth, one point behind uh, game of throw-ins. Brian, honestly, it is a, a complete... Massive accomplishment at this point. I know the one one of the few uh, people that I thought I'll never get anywhere near that guy uh, has <laughs> been it. Game of Thrones for it's sure. For good reason. Uh, yeah. So 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 get, clam, getting, up to, getting up to the top five is uh, is good. Scott, were you going to read the top? Read, yeah. Read, so go third, ahead and read the top five. Read third the top five. is the familiar. Well, okay, fine. Fifth is Brian. We already mentioned that our own Brian fighting okay. Colbacks. Anthony Game of Thrones is fourth. That guy's up there every year. Mm-hmm. Carrie is hey. also. So last year, this is now two years running. Make, Carrie, forgive me. Maybe it's three where she's up there at the top. Mm-hmm. So here we uh, go again is her team name. That's yep. exactly right. Second place, all-star listener, Matt, two-footed challengers. <clears throat> Sorry, that sip wow. of bourbon uh, went down harsh. Okay. I'll admit it. And then uh, first place ahead of all-star listener, Matt, by 16 points as we're sitting here. Uh, Max, team name. Clam Chowdhury. Yep. As in good. Hamza Chowdhury. Who is yes. also a two-footed challenger most yeah, times. Yeah, probably so. But Max, <laughs> well done. First yeah. place overall in the FPL America Podcast League. Overall rank well within the top 7,500. So well done to Max, Matt, and Kerry. That's all I have there. That's fantastic. Uh, good, good, good league. Challenging league. Good. It is a good league. It really, really is. And a tough year, too. So game week 24, uh, everybody's playing. Do you guys already know? You've already made. You've already done something? Do you guys know what you're doing? Game week I 24? have not made a move yet. I am trying to sort that at the moment. But it'll be tough not to captain an Arsenal player. Um, yes, I think that's true. Uh this is, I mean, this is uh, all the all the dead teams are going to leave their um, auto captain right on Holland, which probably won't be bad. Holland playing at Bournemouth, but uh, do you like Arsenal Bournemouth? or is it Nottingham Forest? Manchester City is at Bournemouth. I'm annoyed at the moment because I'm clicking on pick team, and normally it shows oh. you oh, underneath right. the players' names. Game week twenty four. No, it over uh, to game week twenty four, and then it'll appear. Yes, you're right. It's well, game week twenty five. They play Bournemouth. I'm sorry. No, I, I'm looking at Nottingham. I'm on, yeah. When you scroll when you hit player, pick team, yes, scroll below the team to where the matches are, and go to twenty four with the right arrow. You gotta, the, be, you gotta be kidding. And the matchups will appear. I'm talking oh about. Oh my gosh. I'm this talking, never had been like that before. No, never. I'm uh, talking about game week 25. Right. Dave said it'll be tough not to captain an Arsenal player. I was thinking in game week 25. Right. We're not. We're not 25. In game week yet. 25. Reel right. Back in. Right. Um, yeah. Game week 24. Uh, pretty straightforward. I just. I think that anything. Ooh, I like Kane home to West Ham. I, I, I'm just thinking like everything you're doing, any move you make, 
unless like uh, unless you're thinking of wild carding or free hitting for some reason in game week 25, which I'm not sure. Do you want to do that? Do you want to load up on the double week players in 25? You want to get crazy? You want a bunch of Everton and Wolves players along with your Liverpool and Arsenal players in game week 25? No. no. I just don't know why you would want that. You want to get crazy? I'm a Matoma. A Matoma captain. Uh, this coming this week, this week full, home full. That is crazy, but go for it. It's not the craziest thing. No, it's definitely not the craziest. The captain Sully March, Dave. I would say he had his one week. If I could, I'm <laughs> I'm gonna sell him. He had his one week three and <laughs> four weeks ago. Um, so you did not make a move, not yet. I I'll almost certainly make. This a is move. so backwards. Normally, he and I are the ones making the moves, and you have made moves. I already I had two free transfers and they are both already gone and I'm angry about it because I hate that so many people were making moves with a game yet to play. And if Saka gets hurt and you go to Saka for Martinelli, which which is what I did, I I did not want to drop another. I didn't want to lose more money on Martinelli and have Saka go up more. Yeah. Like I just I, I this is why they need to freeze prices until the game week is done. There was no one like I I think looking ahead, especially because you, I just don't know how you don't prioritize Arsenal right now. They get Aston Villa, followed by a double, followed by Bournemouth, Fulham, Crystal Palace, Leeds. How? Tell me where there's something wrong there. Like I th- I just I I can't imagine they're gonna stay in this like funk that they're in right now. Like you said, even if they get thrashed by Manchester City this week, which I can't imagine they do at home, they followed up with Villa, Leeds, or Villa, Leicester, Everton, Bournemouth, Fulham, Crystal Palace, right. Leeds. Did you hear what I Th- said? They easily could win the next five. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like so many good matches in a row. Like I'm, I still don't want to. I'm not wild about holding on to Ben White. I don't love necessarily any of the defenders. So, but tons of people have them. So I, that's why I'm yeah. kind of like. My feeling is in the next, like, for me, every bit of planning is about, like, where am I going to get the money to turn someone in my midfield into Mo Salah for game week 25? Salah will not come in this week. I don't want him at Newcastle. But I do want Mo Salah for Crystal Palace and Wolves in game week 25. So that's why I'm saying, like, everything about money all of a sudden, like, turned into, like, oh, crap, I actually think I, those tenths might matter. Yeah. So that's yeah. the only reason why my two moves. R- real quick, who's your captain? My two moves, this is going to shock you. You're going to not believe what I'm telling you. My two moves were Martinelli out, Saka in. I know this one. Sven Botman out, Emerson, West Ham United <laughs> in. Wow. You chased his you chased his goal, Brian. I chased West wow. Ham. I chased West Ham wing back Emerson thinking that West Ham after they play Chelsea and Tottenham have Nottingham Forest, Brighton, Aston Villa. And then Chelsea or I mean and then West Ham uh like they have enough useful games where if I wanted to throw him out there I I could. Maybe could. He's 4-0. The Athletic has an article about wingback Emerson and how important wingback Emerson has become 
for the West Ham backline. Wow. That it allows them to do a lot more. That gives them flexibility. And as long as they have, I think it's uh, Agard. Agard. Yeah. They're, as if long only, as if only there if was only a there way. was a way to learn how to pronounce his name. That just playing with uh, basically like when they've used him as a wing back, they've had the defensive coverage to make up for his, uh, I guess, lack of defense. Wow. So wow. I'm just okay. saying like it's not somebody wow. that's insane. He's four zero. Who are you captaining? Um, I don't know how I don't captain Holland if he's yeah. fit. I have I have uh, it's st- it stays on Holland at the moment. But if Holland plays though against Arsenal for 90 minutes, there's a better chance he might sit for at least part of the Forest. It's match. possible, especially because there is a. Well, there's a Champions League match. I was going to say, it depends on the turnaround for the Champions League. Match. Yeah, so they play the following midweek. So yeah. I might be leaning Kane. I might be leaning Kane. Kane home, West Ham. Yeah, mm. I like that. You got my attention Might Might be Honestly, looking I'm, for a nod there. Yeah. A that, Kane who uh, his club will be looking to turn around a couple of lackluster results. No, it, look, we already talked about it. I I don't know how you wouldn't. Like you'd get to the point where you'd look through your roster enough to see that Manchester United play Leicester at home, and you, you would say, you know what? If I'm not captaining Holland, I'm going to captain Rashford. Holland. And I will say this: Bentaker's done for the season. Oh, he has been the glue. Such a he's been the glue injury. for the, the for the Spurs midfield. When when he's on the pitch, they look good. When he's not, they've looked bad. He literally he tore his ACL. He's done for the season, and so that absolutely could affect uh, Kane in in the longer run in this season. You need to put more trust in Oliver Skip. (laughs) Uh, I'm glad Arsenal doesn't have to rely on Oliver Skip. If this isn't a purpose of Stupid Yon podcast, can it be an Oliver Skip podcast? Yes. Absolutely. Can we skip to the end, please? For the FPL America podcast, this is David Smith. Until next time.